Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number 11, The Power of Assertiveness. It's December 18th, 2020. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy. And my disclaimer is that this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. My music is by Howie Moscovich. The power of assertiveness. Assertiveness is a core social skill, according to the research. And it's not only a core social skill, but assertiveness can help you be well-loved. Now, if you missed my first podcast, which is titled Be Well-Loved, I hope you'll go back and listen to that because I hope it's your overriding overreaching number one goal in life where you just want to be well-loved. And by the way, there's plenty of people who do not feel well-loved at this time in their life, regardless of their age. So assertiveness will definitely help you be well-loved. Now, the other thing about assertiveness is it can help you with depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, overwhelm, sadness, and Assertiveness can also help you grow your emotions. Now, the title of my second podcast is Emotions as a Superpower. And let me tell you, if you know how to navigate your emotions, that means if you have high emotional intelligence, emotions absolutely are your superpower or one of your superpowers. The issue is most people don't have great facility or capabilities with their emotions. But assertiveness will help you get there. And I'm also going to assert that one of the reasons that a lot of people aren't assertive in life is because they grew up in dysfunctional families, which accounts for between 70 to 96% of families for America. So children don't grow up learning this core social skill. So here's what I'm going to be covering in today's podcast. I'm going to give you the lay of the land for what is assertiveness, benefits to assertiveness, some roadblocks to why people have trouble being assertive, the negative impacts of passive-aggressive behaviors. Now, I know some of you don't know what passive-aggressive is, so we're, we're going to cover that, as well as some possible signs of passive-aggressive behaviors, which are whoo, very common, so I think you'll find that list quite fascinating. I am going to give you one very simple assertiveness technique to start with right here today when you're done listening to the podcast. I'm going to touch on my personal experiences with assertiveness because I think that'd be helpful. Then I'm going to give you steps to get on this journey for having the power of assertiveness in your life. I'll cover some takeaways and give you a call to action. So that's the lay of the land of what we're covering. I do start my podcast with the shameless plug to go to my website where you can enter my year of freedom giveaway to win free stuff, which will include copies of my new book once I get the author copies. 
which by the way, I noticed that they were selling used copies of my brand new book on one major bookseller online, which seems highly impossible since they're, I haven't even received my author copy. So I think is happening is they're, they're actually discounting their royalty fees and offering was used when they're really not because I, I just don't even know how that's possible. But at any rate, enter my giveaway to win free stuff if you're interested. Next up, <clears throat> I have to say <clears throat> this disclaimer, which is in all of my podcasts and all of my blog posts, which is you need to understand that I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any regard in any way. And you really want to get your medical advice from a licensed professional. So there's that. Next, if you are suicidal, if you're thinking about harming yourself, if you've been thinking about suicide, I am making a personal plea from me to you, you know, deep in my heart, I'm begging you to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. <clears throat> I'm asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you, I'm begging you to tell someone. I'm asking you, begging you, imploring you. Your life matters. And I realize if you're thinking about harming yourself or suicide, you feel the opposite of that. Like your life doesn't matter and nobody cares, but people do care and people will help you. So this is not medical or therapy advice, but if you're feeling suicidal, please take some action. So let's talk about <clears throat> what is assertiveness. Well, first of all, I would not, I would highly not suggest looking up assertiveness in the dictionary because some of the dictionaries have definitions for assertiveness that is absolutely incorrect. So assertiveness, assertiveness is not, is not being confidently aggressive or aggressive or forceful which, by the way, you can find in one or more dictionary. So what is assertiveness? Assertiveness is communication between people. So that could be speaking in conversations. It could be written in emails or, or some other form of communication where you, you, are expressing your wants, your needs, your feelings, or your thoughts while being respectful to the rights of others. So that's the first component. And in that, what I just said, respect for others, that is an integral component of assertiveness. So if you don't have respect for other people's needs, <clears throat> wants, feelings, desires, etc., then it's not assertiveness. It's just not assertiveness because assertiveness as part of it includes respect for others. Assertiveness sets boundaries and it's neither passive nor aggressive. So on a continuum, on one end, you would have passive behaviors. The passive behaviors are those things that would include <clears throat> being emotionally dishonest. Now, sometimes people are emotionally dishonest because they're not clear about how they feel. So they're emotionally dishonest because they can't be honest with themselves. Being indirect is another form of being passive, denying your own needs, and being self-inhibited. Those are passive behaviors, and they're not healthy. <clears throat> Passive-aggressive behavior would be on the opposite end of the continuum or the spectrum. And I'm going to cover <laughs> passive-aggressive behaviors here shortly so you really get the flavor and the sense of it. And I do understand this is not passive-aggressive. The term passive-aggressive is not in everyday language, and so people really might not understand what I'm talking about. But you will very shortly, trust me, you will. 
So let's talk about the benefits of assertiveness. Because the title of this podcast is The Power of Assertiveness. So let's talk about how is it powerful. Well, if you can engage in growing skills in the area of assertiveness, these are the benefits. Number one, it raises self-esteem. It increases confidence. It helps facilitate better communication. It improves your relationships. It is better for your mental health. It is better for your physical health. It provides for an authentic life. It helps you grow your emotional intelligence and abilities. Sidebar, think emotions are your superpower. It improves outcomes of different situations. It feels better. It helps reduce depression and anxiety. Helps you become more authentic and real. Helps you be more vulnerable and helps you be well-loved. Now... Aren't those things that you would like to have in your life? Well, of course you'd like to feel better about yourself. Of course you'd like to have more confidence and better communication and better relationships and have better health, physical and mental. Of course, you want all those benefits. So why is it with all those benefits that we have a high enough percentage of the population that really isn't assertive? Well, here's some of the roadblocks. Now, what I did is I went through and looked at all the research as far as what does the research say why people lack assertiveness. So I'm just going to read through this list. And for this list, you know, you just want to be listening from, does any of this apply to you? And it's fine if it applies. And this is not every single blessed reason in the world why some people aren't assertive, but it's the most common. So number one, low self-esteem. Next, lack of knowledge or skills. Not believing in yourself. Fears. Well, that could be fears of ridicule, fears of rejection, fear of failure, fear of retaliation. There's quite a few fears. Looking for or wanting love and acceptance is one reason that stops people from being assertive because they fear that they're not going to they're going to lose love or lose acceptance. Uncertainty, meaning you are unclear about what you want. High stress can be a roadblock. Personal insecurities can be a roadblock. Being a people pleaser, overly sensitive, or considerate to the needs of others. Big one next is lack of emotional skills. Next, lack of communication skills. Not wanting to be viewed as selfish. Being worried about hurting someone else's feelings. Having misguided beliefs about what assertiveness actually is. Bad past experiences with being assertive can be a roadblock. Abuse in childhood or adult life or maltreatment in childhood or adulthood of any kind can be a roadblock. Having a passive personality, and that just means you just let everybody else decide for you. And lack of clarity of purpose, desires, or boundaries. So those are some of the reasons why people have trouble getting on the road to this core social skill. Now, I'm going to talk about the negative impacts of passive aggressive behavior and they're pretty darn serious and given when I cover some behaviors of passive aggressive um, some possible signs I think you're gonna see this is very very common passive aggressive behavior in my opinion as a lay person with decades of experience in assertiveness passive aggressive behavior is extremely common in society and in the world So if you're not being passive, but you're being passive aggressive, here's the top 15 
negative impacts for passive aggressive behavior, which means you're not being assertive, you're being passive aggressive. So divorce, friendships ending, family estrangements, increased stress in relationships and social connections, poor credibility at work, increased frustration, communication issues, poor personal or professional reputation or both, physical health problems, emotional problems, feelings of isolation, higher stress levels in general, more unhappiness, anxiety disorders, depression, and addictions. So that coupled with the benefits that I just gave you, there's all the benefits to be had. You want to be well-loved, well, assertiveness will help you get there. You want to be happier and healthier and free of depression and anxiety. Assertiveness will definitely help you get there. And it will help you avoid all these really bad things that I just covered. So because of the lack of familiarity with the term passive-aggressive behavior, I wanted to give you behaviors that are possible signs. Now, these things don't absolutely mean that someone was being passive-aggressive, but it's like a red flag, telltale, maybe. Well, sometimes it's a definitely, but it depends on the situation or the circumstances. So for this list, I'm sure you're going to find, you know, these things happen all the time in everyday life. We just don't name it with the proper name or necessarily name it and call people out on it. But here we go. Negative gossip. Hostile joking. When I say hostile joking, you know exactly what I mean. It's when someone makes a mean joke and you don't find it funny and then they just go, oh, what, you can't take a joke? No, it was passive aggressive more likely. Repetitive teasing, negative criticism, sullen behaviors, anyone who gives you the silent treatment, social exclusion, backstabbing, two-faced behaviors, intentional button pushing. Now, sometimes people push your buttons and they're not, they don't mean to, but there are people who, you know, knowingly push people's buttons and that would be passive aggressive. Overspending can be a sign of passive aggressive behavior. Neglect, procrastination, stonewalling, withholding, blaming, breaking agreements or breaking promises. Oh, this next one is good. Forgetting. Well, if someone's forgetting, quote-unquote, we'll put forgetting in air quotes frequently, all the time, what have you, that could be, might very well be, actually passive to aggressive behavior. Deliberate failure, victimhood, dependency, addiction, self-harm, resistance, rigidity, and negative orientation, being in, having a negative orientation in life. So that's some of the possible signs of passive-aggressive behavior, which, quite frankly, we see all the time all over the place. We just don't have the language to say, hmm, are you being a little passive-aggressive? I feel like you're being a little passive-aggressive. I'm not suggesting, by the way, you call people out on it, although I typically do. I mean, I'm known for being extremely blunt, hopefully tactful. Hopefully I'm tactful, but, you know, I call it as I see it, because why not? So to help you get on this journey for assertiveness, because it is really powerful, I'm going to give you one technique. Now, there's multiple techniques for assertiveness, but I think this is the very simple 
easy way to get started, and that's uh, where you use I statements. So I statements are where you start a statement or you include in the statement your feelings, your thoughts, your wants, your needs in the first person. So you, in doing so, by using an I statement, I'm going to give you several examples so you really get the flavor and get the feeling of assertiveness in, in real life. You are owning, by using an I statement, you're owning your thoughts, owning your feelings, owning your wants and needs, and removing blaming others. You're taking responsibility for yourself. And this might not feel comfortable to you because you're not used to doing it, but I'm telling you, this is very powerful. So I've got several examples. So let's begin with the examples. So number one, and now this is in quotations because this is an example of something you could say. I understand that you have several critical jobs to do and you are very busy. At the same time, I need your help with this particular project. When can you meet with me? Next example. When you don't invite me to lunch with the rest of the group, I feel excluded and unimportant. Now that would be a, a big stretch for someone who's not assertive to say, but trust me, that's a very powerful statement. And, you know, if the people intentionally excluded you, you probably don't want to be going to lunch with them anyway, but lots of times people get excluded and it's not intentional. Or if it is intentional and you call people out on it, which I have done in the past, the people who weren't participating in that exclusion will come forward and apologize right away, and you're left knowing who the, uh, who the backstabber or problem person was who was being passive-aggressive. All right, here's another example. When you say X or say Y at our office meetings, I feel that my contributions to the team are less important than other team members' contributions. When is a good time for us to sit down and talk about this? I hope you're getting the flavor that <clears throat> in that statement, you're giving your feelings and you're giving, you know, behaviors and you're asking for resolution without blaming or shaming. Next example. When I have to keep asking you to do the same thing repeatedly, it makes me feel that you don't respect me or value our friendship. Then you could add, when can we talk about it or what have you. But that statement is, is just really powerful. Next example, I feel dismissed and demeaned when you do X, Y, or Z, and that doesn't feel good. <clears throat> Next example, and you could add, let's talk about what's going on as to why you keep doing that. Um, Next example, I love it when everyone gets together, but could you give me a little more notice next time when you're going out because it's hard for me to get my schedule lined up with yours. So those are some examples where you're using I statements. And I statements, by the way, are powerful in every area of life because you're owning and taking responsibility for yourself. Instead of saying, you make me feel, you know, like I'm not important, you're saying when you say this or say that. Now, I do have two YouTube videos on my YouTube channel that are under the topic of uh, difficult conversations. And if you have a situation where you need to be assertive, those two videos are very short. I think they're probably under five minutes or right around there. 
will help you because if you have a difficult conversation where you need to be assertive, you definitely, I would suggest, take a look at those two videos because the first one sets you up with the general process and the second video walks you through role-playing the conversation to help it be more powerful and impactful. Now, I next want to touch on my, my personal experiences with assertiveness because I think it might be helpful. So... When I was in high school, I had a situation, actually I probably had a couple situations, where some people weren't that nice to me. Now, I had really great friends in high school, and, and I had some people who just, you know, they just were, their behavior towards me was hurtful. So I would, when they wanted to, you know, hang out with me, well, eventually, you know, I just didn't want to hang out with them that much because they weren't nice to me. Nobody wants to hang out with people when they're not nice to you. So I would say to my mom, hey, you know, when these people call to go do this or go do that or what have you, could you please tell me that I'm not allowed to go? Because that way, I'm keeping my integrity in, the, in line. If my mom said for whatever reason I couldn't go, then I could turn around and tell them, well, I can't go because my mom said no. Well, this went on, and eventually my mom gave me a book that's called Your Perfect Right. It's a classic assertiveness book. It's still in print. It's been through, I don't know how many revisions and editions, but it is by far probably the most renowned book on assertiveness. And again, it's called Your Perfect Right. And she gave me the book, and she said, okay, now, Lisa, you have to read this, because eventually when you come ask me, you know, can, you know, to tell you, no, you can't go with these group of people or that group of people. I'm going to tell you, yes, you can. And I know you're not going to lie because of course I have war lying. So then you'll have to tell them. So I was like, okay, so I'm reading the book and then I go to her and say, can I, can you tell, you know, I, I don't want to, here's the, I've been asked to go do the X, Y, or Z. Could you just tell me no? She went, oh no, you can go. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. She's like, oh, I think you're ready. Go tell them. So I went and said, well, I'm allowed to go, but I'm not going to go. And they were like, what? And I was like, well, you know what? You're, you're not always that nice to me. And it doesn't feel good. And they were like, oh, well, what do you mean? And I gave them some examples of their behaviors. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're right. And, and things worked out. So I will say, having had the privilege the blessing, the grace of a mom who would give me a servant's book, that changed my life moving forward in a, in a monumental way. It gave me the confidence to say no to some things in high school that other people might have found difficult to say no. It was really, it was really a life-changing event. So later in life, I had the privilege of working with uh, some adolescent and, and young to early teenage young people. And so I did assertiveness training using the same book, You're Perfect Right. And we went through the chapters week by week and they were not happy. I'm just going to tell you, they're not, they were not happy, not happy at all, but they did it because I had the authority that I could have them do it. <laughs> Otherwise they wouldn't have. And what happened, interestingly enough, so I forget how many chapter, chapters there were in that particular edition of the book because it was a long time ago. But I'm guessing it was like 10 or more. And so it was a 10 or more week process. So say two months or so. But what I noticed when we sat down to do the debrief, you know, okay, we're done. Let's look back. How did you learn? What did you learn? How did you grow and develop? What, you know, what value has this 
little, you know, journey bin. And what was very shocking was that they were very happy, almost giddy with excitement. So I was kind of like, hmm, uh-oh, what happened? And what I found out in the debrief was that they had actually taken the assertiveness information and used it in their young lives. And where they used it was with adults who were not being respectful or hurting their feelings or in other, other, you know, being passive aggressive or what have you. And so during the process of them learning assertiveness skills and them applying it, they found incredible value. Of course, I was, I was, I was quite shocked to know some of the situations that they were in where assertiveness was going to be extremely valuable. So of course, I'm a huge fan of assertiveness. I'm a huge fan. I think it should be taught in an elementary school. I think it should be mandatory curriculum in any educational institution. I think it should just be mandatory because it's phenomenal. It's a practice where you're not only asserting your own wants, needs, thoughts, and desires, but you're being respectful for other people. Like, What's not to love about that? I don't know. So now I'm going to give you some steps. So I already gave you one technique. That's the I statement. And by the way, I just can't recommend I statements in general. Even if you don't want to learn assertiveness and you start using I statements, your life would probably shift. So the steps to becoming more assertive and having the power of assertiveness in your life would be number one, growth and development. I'm a huge fan of growth and development. Pretty much all of my blog posts, my book, my YouTube videos, my podcast, it's all about growth and development. And that means you start becoming awake and aware. Awake and aware to who you are. Awake and aware to how you live life. Awake and aware to your emotions. And starting to use your emotions as a superpower. Because all of that stuff falls under growth and development. Learning assertiveness falls under growth and development. And it is it is the access to love. It is the access to happiness. It is the access to healing. There is just every benefit. Now I have a blog post that lists the top 45 benefits of growth and development. I have uh, one or more YouTube videos talking about the benefits of growth and development. This is where it's at. You want to move away from depression, anxiety, sadness, loneliness, isolation, you know, all that bad stuff. It starts with growth and development, and it's fun. Like, have things be fun. I'm, I'm a huge fan of fun. <laughs> I got, and I, I'm a huge fan of fun because I decided in high school, by the way, becoming awake and aware to life through the assertiveness handbook my mom gave me that some adults were, like, really stern and very serious. They just were, like, no fun. They walked around, like... Oh, it was pathetic. And I decided in high school, I wasn't going to grow up and be like that. I was going to grow up and still have fun. Like I might be a grown up in a grown up body, but I like to play and have fun like I'm a little kid. And I'm happy about that, by the way. But that was an offshoot of being awake and aware through assertiveness. You know, because assertiveness was the entree. It was my first step into the pool of growth and development. And boy, it didn't take long for me to see that's really powerful. But being awake and aware in high school, and I started observing the teachers and the faculty, you know, the administrator started observing other people, became an observer and, you know, learner of life. And I made some decisions as a result. Like, yeah, I don't want to grow up and be mean. I don't want to grow up and be like a fuddy-duddy. I want to have fun in life. So growth and development is where it starts. 
Next up, there's tons of free information online about assertiveness. I mean, I, I have one YouTube video, although all of my YouTube videos, all of my material will help you with growth and development, but specific to assertiveness, you can find plenty of information and other videos online. So start to immerse yourself. Start to like listen from, hmm, what is this whole thing about assertiveness? I think I'm going to go take a peek at that. I think I'm going to start looking at that. Now, the Your Perfect Right book is by Robert uh, Alberti and Michael, Emin Michael Emmons, and it was first published in 1970, and it's still published today. That tells you there's something of value in there. So if you don't want to get that book, which I would totally understand, there's plenty of free information. Just go look it up online. Next recommendation to help you start to become more assertive is to take on self-care and self-compassion. Now, self-care and self-compassion are two things that we as society are not, we're not doing. We're not very good at it. We're actually terrible at it. So I have a whole podcast. It's podcast number four, episode number four, Feel Better with Self-Care and Self-Compassion. And that is going to go a long way. When you start taking care of yourself, which is a whole big category, and take on self-compassion, that's taming your inner critic, that's going to help you feel better. That's going to support becoming more assertive. The next thing that I recommend is that you be well-loved, that you set being well-loved as your number one goal. Now, if you're already well-loved, good for you. I'm extremely happy to hear that. Very, I can't even tell you how happy I am to hear that. But I deal with enough people and I have enough awake and awareness to know that being well-loved is not the predominant way people feel. It's not. So if you're listening to this podcast and you happen to know or you think about it and go, hmm, yeah, I don't think I'm really well-loved, then you want to set that as an intentional goal. You don't, you know, I don't care if you set any other goals, that you set be well-loved as your number one goal. Now, I do think, as a sidebar on this Be Well Love topic, that it is the underpinnings of why the suicide rate for young people is so high, because they're not feeling well loved. They've grown up in dysfunctional families. They haven't learned coping skills, life skills, assertiveness, you know, and they don't feel loved. I'm not saying they're not loved, but there's certain behaviors that dysfunctional families engage in that are not love. They say it's love, but it's it's not love. So I really think that being well-loved or the lack of being well-loved is one of the underpinnings of a high suicide rate that just continues to escalate. And now that we're in a pandemic, well, well predictably and is predictably getting even higher. So have be well-loved as your number one goal in life. And everything that I write about, make podcasts about, make YouTube, all of my material is going to help you get there but it's probably going to take some actions and you're probably going to have to get under the umbrella of growth and development. The next thing that's really going to help you to start to bring in the power of assertiveness into your life is to have really great friends. Now, because I've been coaching people for a very long time and I have a lot of friends, I'm, I'm blessed. Thank you. Thank you, God, that I am well loved and I do have a lot of friends. What I understand is that Making friends and having enough friends is one of our big issues. Most people, if they could be vulnerable and authentic, would say, yeah, I really need 
some more friends, or I really need better friends, or I have friends, but they're really not that nice to me. I mean, over the course of my life, I've had to take a, a moment and pause and go, hmm, you know, they're really, they're really not that nice to me. I think it's time to say adios, amigos. I don't need to be around people who aren't nice to me. And I've had my life circumstances change often enough that I need to make new friends. I have a lot of friends, but a lot of my friends don't live where I live, so I need more local friends, and I had to get on to get to work on that. So, part of the underpinning of having great friends is really to be a person <clears throat> of character and integrity. Now, my tenth episode, the podcast episode number ten, is how to make new friends. I have a whole podcast about this because it's difficult. It's difficult to have really good friends and have enough friends. Really having really great friends and enough of them is going to completely support you in becoming more assertive. It's going to support you in being well-loved. It's going to support you in having fun. It's going to support you in every area. So if you're listening to this podcast and you need to make some new friends or you need some better friends or you don't have any friends, I don't care what the status is, you can listen to the podcast on Make New Friends. And I have a whole series of videos on my YouTube channel about making friends and friendship because it is so hard. If it was easy, everybody would have tons of friends. The next recommendation I have, which I already gently touched on, but is to start practicing having difficult conversations. Listen, I may be really good at difficult conversations, but I don't like them. And the steps that I recommend in the two YouTube videos on difficult conversations, guess what? I actually do that. I actually do everything that I recommend to you. I'm not recommending stuff that I don't do. Why would I do that? No, I practice difficult conversations. I roll through them. I do all the steps that are in both of those videos. And practicing difficult conversations are going to give you a better outcome. My next recommendation on the journey to assertiveness is to ask for help. This is one of the areas, okay, I have been accused of not being good or great at asking for help, and I will cop to that. I'm not great at asking for help, but I do ask for help. When I'm up against it and I really need help, I will ask for help, even if it's just asking for prayers. I'm a fan for asking for help, ask for what you need, and not being ashamed or embarrassed. Like, I've had all this terrible stuff happen to me in life, and I mean, really bad, so bad we don't, we don't talk about it. And I'm laughing about it. I mean, it's not funny. It's it's extremely painful. Of course, I do have a podcast about using emotional pain to your advantage, of which I'm a fan and an expert. But, you know, there's just no reason. I'm not ashamed or embarrassed about what I've been through. You know, I've been through what I've been through. I didn't cause it. It wasn't my fault. Of course, I've learned from it, and I've learned how to not repeat some of that stuff. But if you need help, ask for it. If you need therapy, go get it. Like whatever you need, don't let like fears or embarrassment or shame stop you. And the next thing I have is don't let fear stop you. So fear is one of those things. Now I do have a, a video about fear and I do have some material on my blog about fear. Fear is one of those emotions. Remember how I talked about emotions as a superpower? Well, fear is one of those emotions that often is kind of stealth. It's kind of in the background, undistinguished. So you don't really know sometimes that it's fear that's stopping you. But fear is, first of all, it's something you can deal with. And actually dealing with fear is a skill set. 
that you want to have. So don't let fear stop you. Don't let it stop you from becoming assertive. Don't let it stop you from making friends. Don't let it stop you from being well-loved because fear is one of those showstoppers. People get afraid of failure or afraid of, you know, if I'm assertive, then people are going to think I'm aggressive because some people, if they're passive, think assertive behavior is aggressive. Well, assertive behavior is assertive behavior. If someone who's passive, really passive, thinks you're being aggressive because you're actually being assertive, that doesn't make your behavior aggressive. It makes their perception incorrect. And we have a lot of people who walk around who use emotional reasoning, which is a cognitive distortion, or who have other mental health issues, including living in a false reality, that have misperceptions. So don't let fear stop you. Grow your emotional abilities. Oh my heavens, like I just want you to have your emotions as a superpower. And here's the bottom line. Right now we have depression, anxiety, fear, you know, sadness, loneliness, isolation, all of the negative anger, resentment, all of these negative emotions are predominant right now in society because we have a pandemic. But guess what? Last year, when we weren't in a pandemic, we had high rates of depression, anxiety, you know, people not functioning well. You know, we had a high suicide rate. We, ha we had substance abuse. We had all of those problems in, tw in 2019 and before. It's just been exacerbated in 2020 because we have a pandemic. So the pandemic is kind of like put gasoline on the fire for problems that we already had. And why do we have some of that, those problems I just listed? It's because people aren't in control of their emotions. They're depressed and anxious and sad, and they don't know how to get turned around from that. Now, my episode three of my podcast series is dealing with depression and anxiety. Because let me tell you, you can have very depressing circumstances. Oh, let's see. Hmm. Starting my life over at 58, now I'm 59, with basically nothing and having all of my assets taken. Yeah, that's depressing. <laughs> that's hard. Yes, that's hard. And I'm still happy. Why? Because I know how to manage these things. I have the skills and abilities. And I want you to have emotions be your superpower and you can get things turned around. So grow your emotional abilities. Now, the next thing on my list you might find surprising, but I love it and I'm a fan of it, which is to learn about a few basic psychology concepts because that is extremely powerful. Now, I do have a YouTube video, uh, one video about... Well, I actually have one video that's uh, called The Self-Fulfilling Prophecy. That is exceptional and it matters. And just to give you the, the flavor of it, what you think and what you believe colors your actions. So if you believe you're going to be successful, your actions are going to line up with that belief. And there's an opposite corollary called the self-defeating prophecy, where if you believe you're going to fail, your actions are actually going to line up with failure, not line up with success. So if you understand the self-fulfilling prophecy and you use it to your advantage, meaning you're using the self-fulfilling prophecy instead of the self-defeating prophecy, you're going to have a much more powerful life. Now, the self-fulfilling prophecy is a psychology concept that's been proven and proven and proven, as well as the self-defeating prophecy, for more than 40 years. I don't know how many years beyond 40, but it's been around. So understanding things like projecting, 
gaslighting, cognitive dissonance. I have a, another YouTube video, short, very short, that goes through, I think, five different psychology concepts you should understand. But having some basic psychology concepts under your belt will be amazingly powerful to you and help you clearly in assertiveness. And lastly, don't give up. When you go to learn new skills and abilities, sometimes it doesn't go well. But you don't want to be a perfectionist. Perfectionism is exhausting. Don't go there. You want to be able to love yourself, be able to fail. I've had so many failures. <laughs> I really have. And I just laugh about it because you know what? What I know is when I'm failing, I'm at least in the game. You want to be in the game and not give up. And most of all my material will give you some encouragement not to give up no matter what you're trying to do. So I don't want you to give up. I want you to have this amazing life. So don't give up because I'm here to support you. So here's some takeaways from our assertiveness, the power of the power of assertiveness. Number one, assertiveness really is, according to the research, a core social skill. Core, C-O-R-E, meaning it's a, it's a foundation, meaning it's something that everyone should have. And that core social skill supports you starting to have your emotions become the superpower they are. Emotions are a superpower, but you if you don't know how to use them, if you don't know how to identify, manage, and process them, then they're not a superpower. But they could be a superpower if you gain some skills. Takeaway number two, assertiveness is absolutely going to help you with depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and help you feel better. It will help you feel better. Takeaway number three, assertiveness is absolutely going to help you be happier and healthier. And takeaway number four is assertiveness as a core social skill takes practice. Anything we're good at, it takes practice. It takes time to be masterful and you will get better over time. So here's my call to action. I'm asking that you make a commitment to have assertiveness in your life. Just commit to it. Like, yeah, I want those benefits. Why not? Then I'm going to ask you to take someone with you. Now, if you're a parent, teach your kids assertiveness. Please, 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 I'm begging you. If you're an aunt, if you're an uncle, if you've got stepkids, if you've got, you know, take your coworkers, take people on the ride. It's always more fun to have a partner in crime. Why not? Next, my request call to action is, you know, Get a book if you need a book. Like you need to decide what is it going to take for you to really get going on this. If my materials aren't enough, find something else, but get started, get in action. And lastly, I'm asking for you to share this podcast because it could help other people. So I love you. I want you to have a happy life. I know in, in deep, deep ways how difficult life is. And I'm still happy and you can still be happy. You can learn how to manage your emotions. Please let me know how I can help you. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 11, The Power of Assertiveness. I hope you're excited about bringing this core social skill into your life because of all the benefits. Teach your children, take your friends along on this ride, and get on this powerhouse. Please connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com, where you can win prizes of my giveaway, including my new book, 
and connect with me on social channels. Thank you again. I love you. I want you to have a great life. Take care. Bye for now.